Hey listeners, this is Ben, the Amateur Exegete, and you're listening to Episode 5 of Bible Study for Amateurs. Today's episode is Authorship Anonymous. the books of First and Second Samuel? If your answer is Samuel, you'd be wrong. For starters, the prophet Samuel dies in First Samuel chapter 25, making it really difficult for him to write the end of the book, as well as the entirety of Second Samuel. Another problem is that the books of First and Second Samuel make no statement about their origins. Strictly speaking, the books of 1st and 2nd Samuel are anonymous. Over the last few episodes of Bible Study for Amateurs, we've been looking at seven problems or complexities in interpreting and understanding the biblical texts per Kristen Swenson in her 2020 volume, A Most Peculiar Book, The Inherent Strangeness of the Bible. Today, we look at problem number four, the Bible has a lot of different authors and editors, most of whom are anonymous. Now, this may be surprising to some listeners who perhaps are thinking, you mean to tell me that the book of Joshua wasn't written by Joshua? But what Swenson says is not only obviously true, it is a feature of many biblical texts that was likely intentional. When you read the historical books of the Hebrew Bible, like the Deuteronomistic History and Chronicles, you'll notice that they are told in the third person. Whoever wrote these texts doesn't say, and I went to Bethel, and there I saw an angel, or whatever. Moreover, some of the texts cover a vast period of time. For example, the book of Judges covers about 400 years of history. It doesn't seem likely that a single person would have lived for all 400 years and then wrote down the book. Rather, it's more likely that after the period of the Judges, an author compiled, edited, and wrote what would become known as the Book of Judges. As an interesting side note, in his book, The Authors of the Deuteronomistic History, Brian Neal Peterson puts forward the idea that Abiathar, the priest who served under King David, was the one who put together the books of Joshua and Judges. An interesting hypothesis, to say the least. Armin Baum, in his 2008 piece for Novum Testamentum, entitled The Anonymity of the New Testament History Books, a stylistic device in the context of Greco-Roman and ancient Near Eastern literature, boy, isn't that a mouthful, observes that in Greek history writing, the first person was regularly employed. 
Throughout 2020, I've been going through Herodotus's histories, and Baum is exactly right about this, contrasting writers like Herodotus with the works of biblical history. Baum writes that the Greco-Roman historians acted as open narrators. In contrast, the Hebrew historians from Genesis to Kings totally abstained from statements in the first person, in which they would reflect on the purpose and method of their work. The Old Testament narrators consciously remained virtually invisible. The same is true of the four Gospels, and by extension the Book of Acts. Swenson writes, We don't know exactly who wrote the four Gospels. Their names are the product of tradition, not based on the signatures of men named Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Their anonymity is striking, particularly if they were meant to be seen as eyewitness testimony. More likely, it's that they were in some sense intended to emulate the historical books of the Hebrew Bible. Again, Baum aptly explains when he says, By writing their works without mentioning their names, the New Testament narrators deliberately place themselves in the tradition of Old Testament historiography. Like their Old Testament models, they wanted to use the anonymity of their works to give priority to their subject matter, the narratives about the life of Jesus and the spread of the early Jesus movement, as authors they wanted, for the most part, to disappear behind their subject matter. So, why does any of this matter? It's because, if we want to properly appreciate these ancient documents, we need to get to understand them on their terms. The biblical texts are, more often than not, the product of someone working behind the scenes, gathering or even inventing traditions with which to paint a particular theological, historical, and even political picture. Take the book of Judges. Richard Nelson, in his introduction to the book for the HarperCollins Study Bible, posits four stages of development for the book. First, there were various stories about leaders and events during the period. Then, these stories were put together for didactic, or teaching purposes, sometime in the 8th century. Next, the collection of stories was placed within the Deuteronomistic history to tell Israel's story. Then finally, in the exilic or post-exilic era, they were updated for a new audience, one that saw the consequences of living a life in opposition to God. Nelson writes, The stories in Judges provided generations of readers inspiring though sometimes imperfect, models for resistance and national solidarity. Given Israel's tumultuous history, it was a work well suited for the task, no doubt because of the many hands that worked on it for centuries. That's all the time we've got this week. See you next time. And remember, in the words of Richard Elliott Friedman, one does not need to deny what is troubling about the Bible in order to pay respect to what is heartening. See ya.